Welcome to the Destiny Church 217 podcast, where we share the sermon of the week from Destiny Church. After the message, check out the show notes for links and more information on how to get connected with Destiny. Let's get into the message. Now the radio commercial for the, for the race that's going to be whenever, you know, it always, Sunday, Sunday, you know how they do on, on the radio, you know that. The NHRA, the National Hot Rod Association. Anybody? Anybody lo- love the NHRA? All right, very cool. Um, I, I do as well. And um, just because it's flashy, fast, and loud. 200 decibels, I mean, if you don't have earplugs, you're going to lose your hearing. That's just the way that it is at those things. And so... I had, a, I had a, just a great meeting this past week with a couple of good pastor friends of mine and, and was thinking about uh, church, which I do every day, all the time, and uh, made me really happy to know where so many of you are in your walk with the Lord. And uh, I began to think about, for whatever reason, these uh, top fuel cars they are the, they're the fastest in the NHRA. They are um, um, amazingly dangerous. They're called nitro cars because they burn nitromethane. Now, your car that's out in the parking lot, on average in America, is behind, between 180 horsepower to 200 horsepower. That's the average American car, 180 to 200 horsepower. These things come in at about 11,000 horsepower. And I like fast, right? Fast car, uh, the Corvette, the Corvette uh, C8, the new Corvette, zero, not zero to 60, but zero to 100. Zero to 100 in about eight seconds. Zero to 100 in eight seconds. This does zero to 100 in less than one second. Getting a feel for the power? Right, right. Now the race is, uh, they race 1,000 feet, a little less than a quarter mile. Now, so I measured off 1,000 feet from the front of the church to the parking lot, to Black Street, that's 1,000 feet. And... uh, when you hit the gas on these things, you, as they say in the lingo, you pull three Gs. So a G is the force of gravity on your body. So if you weigh 200 pounds, I wish, if you weigh 200 pounds and you lay it on the ground and to pull three Gs means three times your weight. So that's 600 pounds would be like somebody setting a 600 pound weight on your chest. That's three Gs. That's what you get when you take off in, a, in the space shuttle is three Gs. You get... In, in, the, in the top fuel car, you pull five Gs, right? That'd be, that'd be five times 200. That'd be 1,000 pounds just set on your chest. Yeah, pretty amazing. So they run the race in about four seconds, and they clock out at about 335 miles an hour in under four seconds. That's quite amazing. That's why they need a parachute to break themselves. From the NHRA.com website, along the fastest accelerated machines in the world is the 1,100 horsepower top fuel car, often referred to as the kings of the sport, and with good reason. 
They cover the drag strip in 3.7 seconds at 330 miles an hour, powered by a supercharged fuel-injected 500 cubic... <laughs> 500 cubic inch adaptation of the famed Chrysler Hemi engine. The top fuel dragster burns how much fuel? They burn 11 gallons a second of the nitro. Yeah. And that's why they crash <laughs> often, because they're so difficult to control. Top fuel dragster engines have to re be rebuilt after every race. So after four seconds of running your car, it has to go to the shop. <laughs> new rings, new pistons, new rods, new bearings, whole new crankshaft, the whole bit. For the season of an NAR NHRA top fuel car, just to rebuild your engine is a million dollars. Just to rebuild it for the season. So uh, that's pretty amazing. Would you like to see one run? All right, we have a video of one. I, wanna, I want you to tape, pay close attention to this amazing race. Turn it up. Yeah, takes a while to stop going 330 miles an hour. From New York to LA is 2,680 miles, 2680 coast to coast in America. So at 335 miles an hour, it only takes you eight hours to get there. But if your engine has to be rebuilt every four seconds, <laughs> it's gonna take you a little longer than eight hours to get there. Because eight hours is 28,800 seconds. I've done the math. That means you'd have to stop and rebuild your engine 7,200 times between New York and California. Now, in the pit stops, where they professionals and they do it really, really fast, they can actually rebuild an engine in three hours. So at the absolute blistering speed of rebuilding an engine at three hours per times 7,200 times, that means it would take you almost three years to go from coast to coast, even though you could travel at 330 miles an hour, having to stop every four seconds to rebuild your engine. Well, that's a little too fast for me, Pastor. Let's, let's look at an Indy car, Indy car, Indy 500. The Indy car, top average speed, a safe 190 miles an hour compared to 330. That means that 2,600 miles from coast to coast, you could do it in 14 hours. But the problem is, those cars only turn left. <laughs> Twin turbocharged, 2.2 liter uh, V6 engine, 750 horsepower. And they don't race 1,000 feet. They race, you know, as many as 500 miles. The Indy 500. That's 200 laps at 2.5 miles per lap. But they only get two miles to the gallon. 
It's not 11 gallons per second. I mean, they do much better than the top fuel car. The fastest time ever to complete the Indy 500, two hours, 37 minutes. They hold 18.5 gallons of gasoline, and then you can fill the thing up and change the tires in under seven seconds. But it still has to be rebuilt every 500 miles too. So it's still going to take quite a bit of time to go coast to coast, even 190 miles an hour. All very cool cars, but it's not what we drive. Let's look at what most of us drive. Ah. It's painful to look at, isn't it? It's just painful to look at. It's just painful. I remember when we first were, were pregnant with Hannah, you know, I just went out and bought a town and country minivan. Because I had to have, his parents had minivans, you know. It's like, I got room for seven and seven, seven, seven people in here. Just one kid. But the minivan, it's not glamorous. It's often besmirched by, oh, minivan. What do you drive? I drive a minivan. Yeah, everyone holds her head down. I drive a minivan. Drive a minivan. Yeah, yeah. Well, that happens to be the best minivan on the market. That's the Toyota Sienna. The Toyota, the, the Toyota Sienna, at 70 miles per hour on average for your 2,600-mile journey across the, uh, America, would take you, 30, take you 38 hours, which is still faster than riding the top fuel car or the Indy car. Because you know what? 2,600 miles, you just drove to Arizona and back. You didn't have to stop and rebuild your engine. The 2022 Sienna was named the top safety pick by the highest awarded safety IAI, all the initials, you know, the IIHS minivan earned the five-star overall rating from the NHTSA, including the four-star front rollover test and five-star in the crash. 9.1 out of 10. It's the best safety rating on the market, bar none, for the minivan. A whopping 2.5 liter engine. 245 uh, horsepower, not bad. And it gets 36 miles of the gallon. Yeah, isn't that crazy? Yeah. So the nitro car goes from zero to 100 in less than a second. Zero to 60 is uh, in eight seconds is uh, nothing like the Sienna boy. She's blistering fast, but she does have a lot of cup holders. The most on the market. How many cup holders do you think that car has? Five? No. Twelve? You're low. Fourteen cup holders in the 2022 Sienna. Yeah, I'm not shopping. I've just got all the information for you today. Not shopping for minivan. The 2022, listen, comes with an onboard vacuum system and a mini fridge. Yeah. You don't find that in your top fuel car, do you? Seven USB hubs, two AC in, uh, outlets, touchscreen navigation, third row seating for seven people. Would you like to take a closer look at these at these Sienna? So yes. All right. Here you go. Available today. The car for you. The 2022 Toyota Sienna. 
This Toyota Sienna has the features your family needs to make the most of every road trip. Safe, powerful, smooth, and quiet. It's a calm oasis in your busy life. Navigate the highways and byways in confidence, while the latest infotainment tech and creature comforts keep your passengers relaxed, connected, and entertained. Safe and secure never felt so stylish. Come in and see how much fun it is to drive this luxurious Sienna. Our professional staff will tailor the experience to meet your particular needs. It's less expensive. It's safer doesn't burn as much fuel, you're much less likely to die, and you're going to get there. You're going to get to where you need to go. So why the car lesson today, Pastor? Well, I have one big parable for you today, because when you apply spiritual things to earthly situations, you have a choice to make between those three vehicles in life in your Christian life. Some of you have experienced the top fuel life. And then you get saved and you bring the top fuel life into the church and uh, you cause crashes. The IndyCar racer, in the race that you saw, 15 cars piled up in that race and one person died. It's terrible. So the goal is not to blow up your life and run really fast. I'm preaching to myself because I like loud, fast things. I like that. It's exhilarating to me. But you cannot have longevity in the body of Christ and run your life like that. I'm talking about being a minivan Christian. How dare you even say that? It just sounds repulsive to even say it. I want to be, be a fast top. I want to be an NHRA. No, you're not. Not if you want to make it. Not if you want to make it. I'm offering you 14 cup holders for crying out loud. <laughs> right? But the other, the other, listen, the other is addictive, right? The other is addictive. You know, when, you know when you park, when you, know, you, know, you know you love your car when it's brand new. You, you don't park next to anybody. You park like four spots away, right? A little bit further out. And beep, beep, and you walk away, and then you do this. You look back. Anybody? You look back at your car like, yeah, that's right. That's my car. Nobody ever does that to a minivan. Nobody ever does that to a minivan. They just walk away slowly. So, so I was sitting with uh, Pastor John King, who is part of our apostolic team here at the church. Uh, he's been a pastor for 52 years. I've been a pastor for 30 three years, and we were sitting with a, another young pastor who had been a founding pastor of his church for 21 years, 21 years, 33 years, 52 years. That's, that, that's saying something when you have three founding pastors sitting at a Starbucks together. That's not the norm. It's not common. There's a lot of people that get into a life with Jesus and they, and they run their life like an Indy car or they run their life like a top fuel car. And you know what's cool about that? It's loud and it's flashy. You can get a lot of attention. You can get a lot of attention. People will think you're amazing, that you're fantastic, that you're just the bee's knees. 
The cat's meow. But you don't have to watch TV, you don't have to watch the Christian world very long to find out that some of these top fuel pastors and churches and Christians, they can crash pretty easy. And they burn up pretty fast. You know why? Because minivans are not very glamorous. They're just not glamorous. You've been called to be a Christian not to have a glamorous life. Not that those things are totally incongruent. Not that they are totally opposed to one another. It could be a both and, but not very likely. That what you're called to is a life of anonymity, not of, I'm going to be at the top of the mountain. I'm going to be at the top of the pyramid. I'm going to climb to the top of the ladder. Everyone's going to know my name. I'm going to be the best whatever intercessor, giver, perhaps in the church. And what, listen, don't strive for any of that. Strive to love Jesus. Be happy to climb in the minivan of your life and be faithful to go coast to coast. That, I, a lot of my life is spent dealing with the crashes. So I'm not talking about something I don't know about. A lot of my life is dealt with, I'm one of the guys that runs up to the, to the funny, the nitro car dressed in asbestos with a hose. Are you okay? Are you gonna live? Okay, get out of there. Let's go, let's move on. Leave the crash behind and let's learn our lesson and go on. So I'm telling you that I'm actually speaking from a level of professional repairer. There's a special name for those people. I forget what it's called. Um, the crew. No, not the pit crew, babe. But close. You, you get a half a point for pit crew. I can't remember the name of the, name of the, the guys that run to the, run to the crash. It's not first responders, not pit crew, and I'm done taking suggestions. So, if you're convinced that you know, see me after the service today. We'll put an addendum in the notes. So the question is, as you look at that, at that photograph, those three pictures, which one of you, which of those are you immediately drawn to? Oh, the fire, the flames, right? Or the fast yellow, black, big old slick tire. I don't think anybody initially just gravitates to the minivan. It's so awesome. No, I don't think that's how it works. Most people want something a little flashy. Because we, we don't mind being important. We like people knowing our names and, oh, oh, you're flat. That's, oh my, oh. Listen, that's not what we're called to. We're called to be servants. Right? So the top fuel car, the Indy car, or the not so flashy, the not so fast, the not so loud, but if you heard it once, you heard it two or three times in a little commercial, safe and dependable. I want to be known as safe and dependable. There's a lot of Christians that aren't safe and are not dependable. They take off from the start line and their back end is all fishtail. Burning up those slicks and my fire. You got to wear earplugs because they're so loud. It's all a metaphor, ladies and gentlemen. It's all a parable. I'm not thinking of any of you in particular. So if you feel offended, that's the Holy Spirit telling you. That's the beauty of preaching a sermon to 250 people. 250 sermons are preached. If you're getting mad or angry because you think I'm picking on you, that's the Holy Spirit telling you, you may just need to pick up the keys to the minivan and put your top fuel racer away for a while 
Because not only are you endangering yourself, you endanger a lot of other people. 15 people were in that IndyCar crash. None of them did anything wrong except one person. You may or may not know who Eugene Peterson is. You know the, the, the translation of the Bible, the message. He's well known. He says this, a successful Christian life is, ready? A long obedience in the same direction. That doesn't sound glamorous at all. I want to go fast in a circle. I want to be a NASCAR driver. I want to be an Indy. I want to be a Formula One. I want to go a thousand feet really, really fast. Well, you can do all that. You certainly can. You're free to do whatever you want. I'm here to coach you in your life of longevity to a long distance in the same direction. You point your nose towards the cross and every once in a while, just a little, a little off bearing can send you into the ocean. If you take off from New York and you want to end up in LA, but you're just a degree off, who knows? You could end up in Alaska for all I know. Down in the Baja Peninsula, just one degree. So that's why we come to church. That's why we go to connect group. That's why we get on encounter every once in a while. We need to find true north again in our lives and point ourselves towards that. This is... The, this is the glamorous, mundane life of living a Christian life. Because so many people try harder, be bigger, go stronger, do the best, be, blow it up, make it big. Get a, get a, get. That's the American way, and it needs to be fast, and it needs to be instantaneous, and, and everyone needs to notice you and know your name. Stop. Stop building your own kingdom. What Eugene Peterson is saying, he's saying, pick the minivan. Pick the minivan. Yeah, I like things being done quick as the next guy. But some things take time to mature and develop. This thing of the Christian life, there are times that you sprint. I mean, the whole staff sprinted for the last year, painting this place and carpeting this place. There are times that you sprint, of course. There are times you, you, hit, you hit the little nitrous button and you, and you zip around and da-da-da. You cannot live your life at 12,000 RPM and expect to live a, a productive Christian life. You're going to burn up and you're probably going to have a lot of collateral damage that I'm going to have to deal with. So this is a totally selfish message, obviously. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> I'm just kidding. I'm just, trying to, I'm just trying to make sure we all get there so that in 15 or 20 or 30 years, we can all sit together at a Starbucks and say, man, God is good. He's faithful. See, I'll tell you what happens. This is the truth. I've learned this. So many people overestimate what they can accomplish in a year, but underestimate what they can accomplish in 20 years if they just get in the minivan. So that's a lot of talk about cars. When are you going to preach the word, preacher? I think I have been, but if you need a verse, I had to find one for you, and this is the one. I have fought the good fight. I have finished the race. Just finish. You don't have to be in first place. Well, if you're not, what, what, what is uh, shake and bake, what's his name? If you're not first place, second place, you're, you're, la- you're a loser, something. Second place is first place loser. Second place, what? If you're not first, you're last. That's what his dad used to always tell him, right? If you haven't seen the movie, don't worry. It's not, it's not worth it. I just want you to finish. God just wants you to finish. 
finish strong. I have fought the good fight. I have finished the race and I have kept the faith. So my, my word to you today and the title of this morning's message, that was all by way of introduction, by the way. I'm preaching my sermon in reverse. So be, you're okay. We're gonna be done in a couple minutes, don't worry. But here's your title. Finish what you start. Finish what you start. I know a lot of people, Christians, that are long on start and short on finish. Four seconds, rip, blow up, boom, crash. 11 gallons of fuel a minute. Rebuild the engine. You okay? You all right? Yeah. Get the keys. Boom, bath. Smash, crash. Relax. Okay, it's a marathon. We're going to get there. It's going to be all right. Get in the minivan. Well, minivan's not cool. I didn't never, whoever promised you that being a Christian was going to be cool. I want to have a lot of friends. I want to be cool. I want to be a pastor so somebody carry my Bible around. What? You're sick. You're just sick. You're just sick. You're just sick. You're sick in the head. No, servant. God's called you to be a servant, not just pastors, you. We're the priesthood. We're the ser- we serve. We're not the one driving the car. We're probably more like the pit crew, if the truth be known. Unglamorous, all wrapped up in flame retardant stuff so the crazy year round doesn't burn you. Some people fall out of being a Christian because they see other people crash and burn because they were putting their faith and their hope in somebody that was going fast and loud and flashy. I'm not anti-fast, loud, and flashy. I'm just saying, if you want to get there, your better bet is a Sienna Toyota, uh, a Toyota Sienna with 14 cup holders. And the fridge. fridge. (laughs) Fully stocked. King Solomon said it like this. He said, endings are better than beginnings. Sticking to it is better than standing out. Ecclesiastes 7.8. Endings are better than beginnings and sticking to it is better than standing out. So you want an application. I'll give it to you. It's found in James 1. Blessed is the man who perseveres under trial because when he has stood the test, he will receive the crown of life that God has promised to those who love him. There's only one word I want you to remember today. And yeah, you may remember a video or the picture of a fuel car, top fuel car, whatever. But I want you to remember this word, perseverance. Perseverance. Here's something, you can't buy it. If you could buy it, a lot of us would. Well, you can fake it for a while. For a while. I've seen some people, wreck, boom, wreck, boom, wreck, boom, wreck, boom, zing, 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 boom. Put them in a little minivan. Next thing you know, they straight pipe the thing and they put nitrous in it and they try to do all kinds of crazy to it, you know, they're blacking out the windows, you know, and putting the big semi horn in it and juicing up the, the turbos and everything. And now your minivan is just what it was. Just perseverance helps you maintain your purpose when difficulties come and obstacles come and discouragement comes. Mm-hmm. 
When you start, when you start, don't stop. Don't stop. It's gonna be, it's gonna be a lot easier. You don't need, you're not gonna need a parachute. I have fought the good fight, I have finished the race, I have kept the faith. I have a statement for you. If you're gonna write something down, this would be well worth it. Your miracle is on the other side of your perseverance. Not on the other side of a fast, hot track lap where everyone's ooing and eyeing at you. It also, you know, it also reminds me of the story of the tortoise and the hare, right? It's not very glamorous being a turtle. Not my spirit animal, right? Whoever says that. You're gonna be a tiger, you're gonna be a lion, you're gonna be a... <laughs> no, my, my spirit animal's a turtle. I think that's my new favorite animal now is a turtle. He's gonna keep at it. Just keep at it, just keep at it. And when you see somebody hit the rails and blow up and explode, they blow up and explode, you just keep going. I would, listen, I was, I was in seminary back in the day when Jim Baker and uh, Jimmy Swaggart blew up. Those were guys, they were running top fuel cars, those boys were. And I could list you probably another 25 names between 1990 and today. Some of us recently, just the last couple weeks. Maybe you don't follow that kind of stuff, but these are my compadres, these are my cohorts, these are my, these are, these are my peeps. And they're blowing up. They're just blowing up. They're blowing up engines and they're running into the rails and they're taking people out. So you gotta keep your eyes on Jesus. Not on that kind of stuff. There were people that actually dropped out of school when I was a kid when those guys fell because they were looking at them. They were called because grandma told them to go to seminary, go to Bible school, you know. You can't do what I do and not be called. But you can't do what you do and not be called. You've got to be assured of your calling. And so, let me just say this. Stop trying to be somebody. I want to be somebody. You are already somebody. You already loved and, 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 and adored by the Heavenly Father. You don't have to elbow your way. You don't have to, you don't have to create some sort of paradigm where you're at the top and everyone serves you and everyone knows your name and every, no, no, no. Your goal is to be, you know, that he would decrease, that he would increase and I would actually decrease That I would be a servant, that I would be a servant. Man, at the marriage supper of the lamb, when your chair gets pulled out and you sit down and the waiter puts the napkin across your lap and they say, what would you like to drink? And you look up and you see King David, you see Moses, you see Hannah, you see all, all, all these people in the Bible who you think are somebody. The great, see the economy of the kingdom is upside down for you. The greatest are the servants. You're gonna be sitting there at the marriage of the lamb wishing you could serve. That's the most coveted position. Okay, I'm totally out of time, but I do have one other thing I want to share with you real quick, and it's found in Luke chapter two, and I'd like to talk to you about the song of Simeon, because when Simeon sees Jesus, it, it, just, it just blows up huge. But there's somebody that's, in, in light of what we're talking about today, that's so near and dear to my heart, and her name is Anna, or Anna. There was also a prophetess. This is Luke chapter two, beginning at the 36th verse. 
This is when Jesus was brought to the temple when he was 40 days old. Um, Mary was being purified. There was also a prophetess, Anna, the daughter of Phanael, of the tribe of Asher, and she was very old. She had lived with her husband seven years and then he died. She'd been a widow ever since. Verse 37, she was a widow until she was 84. She's 84 years old and she's in church and every day she's waiting to see Jesus. She never left the temple but worshiped day and night, fasting and praying. Do you think she had more than one opportunity to say, eh, not today. Can you imagine if she took that day off? I don't want to be there today. I just wore out. No, faithful. Just be faithful. God's not calling you to flashy. He's not calling you to superstardom. He's not calling you to build a kingdom. He's calling you to be faithful. To get in the minivan of life as drab as a maroon colored minivan can be. But you're going to be safe and you're going to be secure. Through many dangers, toils, and snares, I've already come. Tis grace has brought me safe thus far, and grace will lead me home. Through many dangers, toils, and snares. That's it. That's all I want you to know. It's not a rah, rah, go get yellow paint and paint your car and let's go take the world. Let's go, yeah. Yeah, I like that message. That's, it's easy to rouse people to that message. I'm calling you to servanthood. I'm calling you to, to I'm calling you to the minivan life of Christianity. I want that for me. I want to be, when I'm 53 years in the ministry, like John King, to be able to sit with some people that have been in the ministry for 30 or for 20. Y'all have family members, you have friends that used to serve God, but don't serve God anymore. They blew up. Or they saw somebody blew up, and now they ask, it's not worth it. We're all going to crash, so let's just eat, drink, and be married. That's not how it works. That's not how it works. Love the Lord with all your heart, soul, mind, and strength. That's it. Stay the course. Stay the course in that direction for a very long time. It's not very glamorous. But when you meet him on that glorious golden shore, my name will be written in the Lamb's book of life. It is yours. Will, will you be there? I want you there. I want you there. I want you there. And you should want your kids to be there because your kids are watching you really, really close. Oh, it's raining today. We're going to stay home. That's disgusting. That's disgusting. There's no perseverance there. That's just very sad. It's very sad. Oh, you know, well, we got a little cold, got a little sniffle. Well, if you got a little cold and a little sniffle and you had a job that you had to keep, you'd probably go to your job with a little cold and a little sniffle because you can't afford to miss your job. The best place you can be when you're sick is church because we'll pray for you. I'm just talking about weak-willed, lily-livered, well, see, now, now I'm out of time and you should be thankful because I just, I just started to go off the deep end there, pretty harsh, pretty harsh, but my, but, but my heart is for you to have a backbone to say, I'm driving a minivan and I'm pretty darn proud of it because I'm going to get there. I may not be loud and flashy, but I'm going to get there. Whatever your ministry is, 
No one ever has to know your ministry. No one ever has to know your name. Just be faithful. Just be faithful. Stand up with me today, please. Hallelujah. To me, that's super encouraging. That's super encouraging. I want that Eugene Peterson quote. A long obedience in the same direction. That's what we're called to, right? If you're here with a friend or a family member, maybe just put your hand on their their shoulder. I want to bless you and bless them. Father, we stand here together. And our prayer is that in five years, in 10 years, 20, 30, that they'd still be here and we'd still be here. Loving you, honoring you, regardless of how famous we might become. Help us, Lord, to see the value in being faithful and obedient in the long haul. Put you first. That loving you and loving our family goes before any other ministry you'd ever give us. That loving you and loving our family well is before any other ministry you give us. Thank you for the life of John King, Lord. Thank you for his perseverance. Thank you for the lessons that he has taught me. And now may the peace of God, the heartbeat of heaven, the song of glory be sung over your life today. As you leave, may there be joy in your heart and a blessed assurance that you're in it for the long haul, coast to coast. Yeah, there's some pit stops along the way, some rest stops, refueling, but no crash and burns. Thank you, Father, for the minivan life. We put ourselves into your hands and thank you for the pit crew of this church and those around us who help us. We give you all the thanks today in Jesus' name. Now, if you've never served the Lord, this is your chance. You say, God, I need you. I need you in my life. I need my name written in that book so that when I, when I die, I know that I'll be with you. If you need that assurance today, his forgiveness, just raise your hand with me. I want to pray for you. Father, you see these people with their hands raised. We love you, God. We need your forgiveness. We open our heart to you. We say, come on in. Make me new. In Jesus' name. That's the beginning of your journey. That's turning the engine on. Now get around some people that can help you. Amen. As we conclude this podcast, we want to take a moment to say thank you for listening. If you enjoyed this message, please consider subscribing to receive our weekly podcast on your device. Check out the show notes for links to our website, more information about this message, or to support our ministry. You've been listening to the Destiny Church 217 Podcast, your place for real, relevant relationships.